0: back your dreams were your ticket out welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about welcome back browns fans <laughs> training <laughs> camp kicking <laughs> off this is our first training camp weird training camp edition of the doghouse on dogs by nature sb nation uh andy mcnamara along with matt Jansek. and matt it's kind of weird to say what this is It's not a preseason, it's not a normal camp, it's not OTAs, it's okay players are just trying to get back in the building and not test positive. But at least it's a step, right? How you doing?
1: Well, I'm okay, hanging in there, just like everybody else is. Hoping that uh, sooner rather than later we can start getting this thing under control
0: yeah. and
1: uh, figuring things out from there
0: exactly make sure you get us on twitter at andy mc81 and check out all of matt's great work he's putting in some terrific content football baseball uh indian stuff of course major league baseball underway on twitter at matt fleur so make sure you're checking that out uh but some browns notes matt as any okay so, folks so here's we've been getting a lot of questions about this here's what has to happen for browns players and i think i guess any nfl player to enter their building and really start camp you have to have three negative tests over four days so baker mayfield and the rookie started that process last friday so they were able to report earlier in the week and everybody else was coming in starting wednesday and after that three negative test four day period then they'll be able to get in with really mad i don't think any sort of actual padded practice until like august 14th so they're taking a really slow really deliberate look to start and try to keep people distance as much as possible
1: yeah well with there not being a preseason this year they kind of have that luxury
0: that they can bring people along
1: slowly and you essentially have a six-week camp uh as far as you know much practice as you can get in and i know we've gotten in the online debates with some of some of our listeners about whether social distancing can happen in football or not and truthfully the answer is no there's no such thing as social distancing in football so it'll be interesting to see how they play it out I think the first couple of weeks of practice probably be a lot of one-on-one work um, position group uh, usually interacts especially with the wide receivers and the DBs in the offensive and defensive lines I don't think we'll see as much as, of that at least in the early going of camp, I think it's going to be a while before we start to ramp up towards actual football uh, that we're used to, football practice that we're used to.
0: Well, and that's going to be the part where I think, Matt, we're going to see a lot of sloppy football to begin the season. Because usually the starters, even in a normal preseason, don't play that much. And it takes the first two, three weeks to get your feet underneath you. What is this gonna look like? Like are we gonna be seeing weeks four to six where it's it's gonna be players, okay, getting used to each other, actually getting in football proper hitting shape. Like that that's gonna be a, a factor, I think, when it comes to betting, when it comes to your fantasy football team. Like this is of course uncharted territory, but I I would say don't be surprised if the quality of the football might not be up to where we're used to. Right away, anyway.
1: Yeah, it's nowhere going to be close to what we're used to seeing, and it might be the only football we get this fall as conferences it. move towards, towards their only uh, in-conference in play only. Um, I-, I think the next domino to fall would be the season itself and then to try to move the spring ball. But, I mean, could you imagine a situation where the NFL plays, the NCAA doesn't, and then – Trevor Lawrence is told you could either prep for the draft or prep for your junior year. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. And be- at that point, if you're in January and February and you're just now starting to play football again, I think you hold out and you just prep for the draft.
0: Yeah, like because you're a, you would be a year older in real life. Right. Maybe not college mm-hmm. and football, but that that's real life. And every month, every year, Matt, you stay in school and don't take the money. That's an extra year where you a knee could go, a shoulder, a concussion, something that can have you fall in the draft. So, yeah, if, if it's about. Well, that's
1: why I think if they that's why if there's no fall season, I think you're going to see guys that are for sure. First round picks. say, you know what? I'm going to punt on this season. I'm, gonna I'm just going to get ready for the draft. Yeah.
0: Which, which it's is too much money
1: for them to, to risk it.
0: It is. Well, it, and that's fascinating on its own, right? Because then we're doing draft prep from really this past year. 2019. Draft. Like, yeah. Actually yeah. They, doing all the draft work that I do, Matt, I guess it's kind of easy. Just go back to your notes. It's like, Hey, I'm already done. <laughs> right. Like you, you already have a lot of this stuff yeah. done for these guys.
1: Yeah. It's, It's going to be way different, and going back to the NFL, because I know I took us off on a tangent, but, uh, yeah, it's not going to resemble anything close to football uh, that we've known in the past, um, at least in the early going, but that's the only football we're going to get, I think, this year. I I think the fall 2020, it's going to be NFL or nothing when it comes to football.
0: I just want NFL, Matt. That's all I want. For sports, I, I, listen, I love most sports. All of them can go away if you give me my Browns and my NFL. That's that's all I want. Okay, don't ask for much. Give me uh, NFL football world. Come on, that's all I want. Give me the football. We'll see. I, I'd take football if I could get hockey. <laughs> Ugh, I'm. I do you know what hockey I have to deal with every damn day here? I want my football. That's what I want. Okay. Let's get,
1: every day, I'm smothered. I'm forced. Out, uh, Which it, one of us is Canadian whoa, again? Oh man, <laughs>
0: hockey coming out my eyeballs every day. It's great, but man. Anyway, um, let's, <laughs> let's get to the Browns here. Um, Dontrell Hilliard is on the Browns COVID nineteen slash reserve list, and that, Matt, from my understanding, doesn't necessarily mean he has it, it could mean he had a positive test is waiting another or is in contact with somebody with it. All in all though, it doesn't mean really anything about the season itself. Cause that'll be cleared up, you know, well before that, but it, it, he is, he is on the list.
1: Yeah. I think at this point, it's probably just out of an abundance of caution, yeah, to keep the rest of the guys safe. Look, you got 80 guys in a locker room. And, and in some cases during training camp, you got to share lockers. Um, there's that's real tough to navigate so i understand why even just precautionarily these guys are getting put on a a list and told to stay away for a while i get it i applaud that i think it's a good strategy um and when they're you know healthy and everything comes back positive well not positive because that means the test would be positive but you know what i mean yeah yeah um when everything comes back and you're in a clear you know, then you can get back to the business of football. But uh, until that point, there's no reason to risk it. There's no reason to put 100 other guys with the 20 coaches and the 80 players at risk if you don't know yay or nay. Just let the science bear itself out and then deal with the ramifications
0: of it. Yeah. Well, for the Browns, what they've done is put lockers in their weight room and really try to, to spread lockers out and keep the six feet and even put like some plastic barriers in between. So they're trying their best, which I think is awesome. And they're doing as best you can. But the the bottom line, Matt is we can do all that up to it. And the players aren't in a bubble. They go home. They're being told they were given a list, which I thought was interesting that you can be fined, suspended, whatever. If you, if you partake in risky behavior, like being in a nightclub with more than 15 people or house parties, like if people find out, you know, like it's there's a lot of honor system. There's a lot of hey, if you do it, you're gonna ruin it for everybody else. Ultimately, though, Matt, like you can do all that, but you're still crashing into everybody. Like that—that's that, what I just—I just hope this can this can work. And they have extra practice squad spots and all that. But ultimately, unless there is some sort of face shield visor, which I know have been sort of in the works, but if if something like that can get approved, that's really the only way I see you um, curbing this as far as in-game situations that could end badly.
1: Yeah, especially with the close quarters of offensive and defensive linemen. um, You've got to come up with something for those guys. That they can still breathe and get the right amount of oxygen to to stay well, uh, but still execute at a high level. You have to do something. and If it's a face shield, great. You can't very well wear a mask underneath those things. That's just not no. Um, prudent is not really realistic to expect that players could do that. So a face shield, I guess, would be your best option. And if people can wear them going to the grocery store, why can't a guy wear them for 80 snaps, you know?
0: And do that. Yeah, yeah that's that's going to be the question. That's going to be the, the the testing part. Um, now, Browns players who have opted out, oh, the Patriots were just, whoo. Boy, New England. Tom Brady leaves. Cam Newton comes in. It's uh, okay. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a seat a seat for this season. Um, on, on the defensive side, you get you have some some decent players that are not playing for the Patriots for the Browns. Most notable, Drew Forbes, who was gonna compete for a guard spot. Um, that depth certainly hurts. Not a not a catastrophic blow. You still have Chris Hubbard. You still have other. You know, Wyatt there? There's there's still other options, but certainly you, you'd ra- you'd you'd like to have Drew Forbes there.
1: Yeah, it hurts depth quite a bit, but like you said, it's not, you, you haven't lost the Pro Bowl starter yet, no. and you may, I mean, you very yeah. well may at some point, but to this point, it hasn't affected you as much as the Patriots, but then again, they're the Patriots, and they find, find ways way. to make more with less, you oh, know, yeah. that's just how they do it, so we will see what uh, transpires in terms of the opt-outs. I'm not sure what the deadline is for that.
0: I think it's August 3rd, Matt. So I think far, it's August 3rd.
1: So we, we still have a little bit of time, but so far, you know, we're we're in okay shape um, in terms of the opt-outs. We'll yeah. see what the future holds, but right now, not bad. that uh, we're, we're talking about a guy who's battling for guard depth as being the, the biggest name for the right. team that opted out.
0: Well, and, and that's it. And we'll see as more players come in. I believe there's so many August dates, with like the NBA, NHL restarts and all that. So I might be wrong there, but like August 3rd jumps out to me. So that's if that's the case, that's the Monday. And we have to remember, too, folks, if a player chooses to opt out, you cannot reverse it. So in a month, you can't be like, ah, I'm coming back. If you say you're out, you're out and you get paid a certain amount of money, stipends, depending on if it's a precondition or you just want to be out, whatever it might be. But that's something to keep in mind. R- really, Matt, this is going to be something to follow for all teams. Like, the, you know, I do a lot of fantasy football work, people know. And Damian Williams, opting out of the year for the Kansas City Chiefs at running back, all of a sudden shoots the fantasy value of rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire through the roof. Like there's so many different factors. There's real life football. There's betting. There's fantasy on how this goes. And then, then like in season, if somebody gets it, like they sit two weeks. Like it's boy, there's there so many, so many moving parts. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, fantasy football is going to be hard this year. Yeah, right. um, there's no two ways about it because, like you said, you know your your star player could be healthy at the start of the season three weeks in oh he's got covid he's down for a month yeah or maybe the rest of the year it's like well there goes my season you know it's like a, a. at this point it's you kind of got to treat it like it's a, a broken bone or mm-hmm. a severely strained if not partially torn ligament you know this the uh, the covid virus it's it's debilitating to some people and to some people it's been fatal. And you just hope that the NFL is able to contain it. You give them as much credit as you can for the work that they're trying to
0: do, but you still know that
1: they can only do so much. And, you know, it's really up to the players and the coaches to take care of themselves.
0: Yep. And Matt, boy, am I glad I came to Cleveland Browns training camp last year. Whew, Cause no fans, it's going to be all virtual on the Browns site and all that, which is going to be cool. But to get there, um, no, no fans, which makes sense. Um, I, I haven't really heard full clarification. I don't think the league has made a final decision on fans in the stands or not. Like there's been, like the Ravens said, they'd have 14,000. Some teams have said they won't. Like I would have to think that the NFL would have to come to a total, like either you're allowed fans or you're not. So it's fair for all teams, right?
1: Yeah, but I still don't think I don't like their chances of getting fans in, or at least early. I wouldn't in the want to do it. I think maybe you would, or you wouldn't. I,
0: I, I, I wouldn't because it, they said like, okay, you'll have to wear a mask. Well, okay, so you get X amount of people into the stadium. They start drinking beer. You think those masks are staying on? Come on, no, like, no. It's it makes no. More sense you now.
1: can't. You can't trust people to be responsible. If no. that's one thing that the reopening has told us about how things have gone down in the States. Um, Not so much Canada. You guys have done a pretty good job to stem your tide. Unfortunately, when we reopened, there was a lot of rules that probably should have been in place that weren't put in place till now. And we've taken probably 10 steps back where we should have been at this point. So uh, I really can't trust that, people are going to make the responsible decision when there's football and alcohol involved tends to make me believe that there's not going to be the best decision-making made there. Mm -hmm. Um, Just from 11 years of doing this, I've seen a number of issues. And uh, I just don't see it being prudent to have fans, at least in the early going, maybe at some point, around November, December, if the numbers start to taper off and the second wave that's supposedly going to hit in the fall isn't as bad uh, as expected or there's a vaccine, then I could see fans coming in. But outside of that, I think the only games that I'll probably have fans are the playoff games.
0: Yeah, and it, it all depends. It's the the unknown of how where the world is at, where the virus is at at that time. Uh, let's talk about Miles Garrett for a sec. He was, Matt, he was the highest defensive Paid player in the NFL for, well, what, two weeks? And now Joey Bosa took that title. That's a lot of money for for, for Bosa.
1: (laughs) Congratulations to both those young men. Uh, Outstanding pass rushers. What I know of Miles Garrett. Um, I've been around him since he was drafted. Humble kid. Nice kid. I know Pittsburgh isn't going to believe me because of the helmet swing of doom. I get it. Um, but just a hard-working kid that that really puts it in the, the work to perfect his craft. And, I mean, he was well on his way to a career year last year before the game against Pittsburgh. Um, and it's it would be no surprise to me to see Miles continue on that upward trajectory for the foreseeable future. It's good. Two that he wanted to stay and yes. wanted to sign here. And I'm sure the, the, the nine figures had a lot to do with it. But still, I mean, we've had, we haven't had a lot of good players since we came back in '99. But the ones that we had never seemingly wanted to stay very long. It's been a very short list of players who wanted to stay. And by short list, I mean a left tackle and a kicker yeah and that's about it Yeesh. nobody else was long for the ride and i think this is a very good sign of where this organization could potentially be headed in the near future um they've got some other contracts that are going to be you know tough to navigate you figure out hopefully this year uh baker and and chubb can continue to Denzel better War. themselves and Then you got to decide on those two guys um, because Chubb being a second round pick was only on a four-year deal total, whereas the rookies in the first round are on five-year deals. So you got one less year of figuring out to do with Chubb. But who knows what the future holds. It's a good young core that they have, and it's a great sign that that young core wants to stay around.
0: Well, it sure is. And you have to think of it as well. A lot of money to miles Garrett, but the longer you waited, the more expensive he got just again, look, Joey Bosa two weeks later, mm-hmm. got an extra chunk of money. So that yeah. deal while yeah, you'll, you'll never consider a hundred $20 million as a quote bargain, but compared to what other players are going to get, like Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa's brother's going to get paid, probably going to be the highest paid player when his contract comes up. Like over time, it's a good move that the Browns got this money uh, tied up when they did. So um,
1: yeah. pass rushing is becoming the new quarterback. It the is, next man. guy to
0: sign is going to sign the biggest deal. Yep. That's it they, for a
1: while there. I mean, the quarterbacks were doing it. It was Stafford. Then it was Derek Carr. Huh. And then other guys started to get in on the mix. Then Kirk cousins got his inexplicable deal from the Minnesota Vikings. that was fully guaranteed, which never happens in the NFL. Um, he wasn't the highest paid player in his position, but he was up there. Uh, and, and then Jack. you look at some of the other contracts. Aaron Rodgers has gotten paid. Uh, all these guys are breaking records one after the other.
0: Yeah. In, in my next life, Matt, I want to be Kirk Cousins. That guy has done business right. He has done right. No, I think
1: I would do Sam Bradford.
0: Oh, that
1: guy's made more money to do nothing than anybody oh. in the – 20-plus years that I've been paying attention to football.
0: But but Sam Bradford, if you blink at him too hard, his uh, knee falls apart. Sam Bradford, what a bomb that
1: guy! Oh, I know, but Good he still Lord. makes money. The, the, the thing is, he's been traded, what, two or three times, and he's been traded for, like, multiple first-round picks every time. And I just shake my head when teams do that because I'm like, man, you're that desperate. And that like, was you're going league. after a guy that literally could trip on a blade of grass and blow out a knee. Yeah. Like, I mean – Oh, that yeah, is, whew, whoever his agent was, man, he didn't get paid enough money.
0: No, Sam, yeah, Sam Bradford has uh, collected. And now he's out of the league, and he's like a kajillionaire. So good for you, Sam Bradford, I guess. Um, so, so, Matt, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on any notable Browns news and stuff as training camp progresses and things move on and forward to the season we'll be bringing you back with a whole bunch more of uh, the doghouse and uh, Brown's info and stuff like that and, and have some fun with it so make sure you're hitting us up on Twitter at Andy MC81 check out all Matt's work at Matt if you got any fancy football questions too folks hit me up on Twitter on uh, Instagram as well at AndyMC sports and at MattFlow sports so there you go my friend we'll uh, keep our fingers crossed hope things roll well with the browns and we can get this season going on time.
1: That would be great, man. It'd be nice to return to some normalcy. It feels like we got a little bit of it with baseball coming back last week, and the one I'm really looking forward to hockey coming back tomorrow or uh, I think well actually tonight with the scrimmage, some of the scrimmages, and then I think Saturday they start the yeah, uh, the games up for real. So I'm excited it's it's nice to have live sports. It's nice to look forward to things. and ultimately, we will see you know, if we're able to get football this year or not.
0: That's it. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Stay well.
1: All right, you guys, too. Take care and uh, take care of yourselves and
0: be well up there. Absolutely. You, too, my man, and to all our listeners, too. Uh, You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature.